what is up welcome back to life 180 podcast my name is amanda um thank you for everyone who listened to the first episode who uh, followed me on instagram all of that you guys are great i really appreciate it um we're now gonna get kind of more into some realistic shit on here not so much of the i don't even know how to explain whatever the first episode was but here we are now we're in comfy clothes we just got off work <laughs> um and this episode i want to talk about why i chose the name life 180 um so we're gonna get a little deep here uh before i moved to austin and before I was pregnant and had my daughter, I lived a completely different life. Um, I honestly, thinking back on it, don't even know who that person was anymore <laughs> at all. And I did a lot of different things. I lived very differently. I had different friends. I had different visions for myself. Some still the same visions of my future and things that I wanted. To happen for me but you know a lot of it completely changed and I feel like I did a complete 180 I was this person you know three and a half years ago and now I'm this person and it's not in a negative sense I honestly wouldn't change anything that's happened at all I loved the life that I was living to an extent loved it and loved the people I was surrounded with on a daily basis and you know I have all these wonderful memories of high school and college and so much stuff that happened that I don't think I would change uh, because it truly and cliche enough has made me who I am today. I was able to make that 180 change because of all the shit that I had been through and me realizing okay that was shit that was bullshit that was awful and that was something to want to leave behind and become a better version of myself. I didn't necessarily change, you know, my morals or who I was inside. I'm still very much me, but the way that I live my life has become completely different and that's totally okay. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. So, um, we'll start with kind of my favorite story and honestly a story that I will even tell my daughter one day how I found out I was pregnant and why the change for me was so drastic is I was with my best friend Janie and we had literally just gone to the liquor store and we were going back to her house we were with one of our other friends and she was like complaining that she might be pregnant she was like, I have all these symptoms, you know, I think I might be pregnant. And I kind of jokingly was like, you know, my boobs have really been hurting. Maybe I'm pregnant. And so we got pregnancy tests, 100% not thinking either of us were pregnant. And we literally just went and bought a bottle of, I don't even, I think it was like Captain Morgan. I don't know. It was something that we should not have been just like drinking out of the bottle at midnight or whatever time it was god i couldn't even tell you but we get back to her house and we both go pee on these pregnancy tests 
and I left mine in the bathroom and she left hers in the kitchen so that we could, you know, dictate whose was whose. We're sitting there on the couch, literally smoking a joint, passing this bottle around between the three of us in the middle of her living room on like a Tuesday night, just insight onto the way that I was living my life there. And our other friend gets up, goes to the bathroom, and we're just sitting there talking, and we hear her go, um, guys, and we just look at each other. We're like, what? And she goes, whose test is in the bathroom? I, I wanted to do a spit take at that moment. I literally swallowed the gulp of whiskey that was in my mouth and looked at Janie and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what? And at this point, I was not ready to be a mom. I was not prepared financially, mentally, in my relationship to be a mom. And I've, I've always wanted to be a mom. That has been a goal of mine forever. But I just wasn't in that mentality or that place to be there. And all of a sudden, not that like my life flashed before my eyes and I, oh my God, the terror, but I just sat there like, fuck, I have to, I have to stop. I have to stop everything. And Janie looked at me and she was like, we're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And, <laughs> you know, shame me all you want, but the rest of the night we finished that bottle. And we just sat and we talked, the three of us, kind of about all of the options that I had and all of the things that were going to come with any of those options that I chose. And we you know, made some jokes. Janie did the necklace trick where you take your necklace and you do it like this. And like, if it's a circle, it's one gender. And if it's in a line, it's another gender. And, you know, we, we made light of the situation, even though I and they knew that I was freaking out. But obviously it ended up being okay. Here we are. I love my child. She's the most amazing thing on the planet. I wouldn't change a thing about any of my decisions, but... In that moment, I was scared. I was not in a healthy relationship. I hadn't really no money. Um, we were in the midst still of COVID happening, so I didn't really have a good job at the time. Um, I was finishing getting my esthetician license. Like there was just so many things going on that were not preparing me in the right way for this journey. Um, backtrack a little bit. I had spent pretty much the entirety of the year before finding out partying with my friends in my apartment every night. I mean, I spent most of my evenings back and forth in the car driving to the ghetto to take my friends to get drugs and we were playing beer pong in my living room and like I was 25 so it probably wasn't ideally what I should have been doing I was living my life like I was still in college to be completely honest and I think it's because I was on and I knew that 
I knew that where I was going wasn't great. I knew I was hanging out with people that I was friends with high school and that things were gonna be kind of that party lifestyle. I was okay with it at the time though. You know, it was just me. And that's where I started my relationship with the father of my child was during all of that time, which again, it wasn't healthy, still isn't healthy. That kind of speaks for itself. I mean, what we were doing, the partying and everything obviously was not good grounds for creating a family or having a family in general. And I, I know I'm not alone on this. I know there are plenty of other people, other women, families, couples my age who probably aren't that cookie cutter parent who aren't that cookie cutter 27 year old. You know, there's different levels, I think, to being in your late 20s. Some people have their shit so together, they're married, they've got, you know, three kids, they have a house, they have all this stuff, careers going on for them. And then there's some people who are single, who are still living with roommates, who are still trying to figure things out. And that's totally normal. And I know that that's okay. For me, that's not what I wanted. Um, I had always envisioned, you know, graduating from college, being in a relationship, getting engaged, getting married, having this career going through all this time and then having children. And I always said, I wanna be married before I'm 28. I wanna have kids before I'm 28. That's next year, or that's this year, fuck. <laughs> I am not on the track that I wanted to be on for myself. And, you know, no judgment to people who, you know, don't have their shit together or people who do have their shit together. Everyone is different. But for me, it was kind of traumatizing. And so when I got pregnant, I knew everything, like I said, had to change. I stopped doing everything. I barely drink. I have a bottle of wine sitting on my shelf over here that has not even been opened and I think I've had it since I've moved in like six months ago. Um, and that's not on purpose. That's just because I don't, I don't do anything anymore and that's fine. Um, you know, in a later episode, I definitely wanna talk about addiction, but it's not like I had an addiction to anything. So it was very easy for me to cut out drugs, cut out drinking, cut out the partying lifestyle fairly quickly. I didn't really have to like take my time or like withdrawal from anything. Um, thankfully, you know, I, I have friends who can't do that as easily as I can. And so it made the process a bit less difficult, but it was still a very hard thing to completely just change my lifestyle. So I was still hanging out with these same people while I was at the beginning of my pregnancy and we were still going out to like the bars and I felt almost uncomfortable because I knew I wasn't drinking. I knew I wasn't smoking. I knew I wasn't doing anything because I was pregnant and I was trying to do that for myself. You know, not everyone does that, that's fine. But for me, that's what I really wanted to do. I wanted to be sober my entire pregnancy. I wanted to completely change my lifestyle. I wanted to get my career in gear 
And so for that small time at the beginning of my pregnancy in that first trimester, before I moved to Austin, I was uncomfortable with my surroundings. I was uncomfortable with my friends. I was uncomfortable with myself. And I absolutely hated it. I cried all the time, not just because of pregnancy hormones, but because I didn't want to keep doing it. I wanted to just get away and that was a big reason for me leaving Tennessee is because I knew if I came to where my parents were they would kind of shift me back into that um, like goal-oriented mindset now that's another whole another conversation to have on another time but my relationship with my parents is not great so coming back here was kind of scary as well but it needed to be done. I was not going to be successful if I stayed where I was. I was not going to be taken care of because my relationship was not good. My friendships were fine at the time, but they were not supportive in the way that I needed them to be. Again, another conversation to be had later because that's a very important thing to talk about, I think, for anyone um, in this age range is the support that you have of your friends that you consider family. Um, and the only person I really thought was ever on my side was Janie and she still is day one a one love you girl um, we were just on the phone <coughs> but it's really hard to make a life change when you feel like no one is gonna support that life change and that is what happened I started changing and no one else did and I started to see things for what they were, um, which is a really hard thing to kind of deal with, shockingly enough. Um, seeing things for what they are and what they have been when you've been kind of blind to it just because that's what you've been used to is a lot to process especially when you are pregnant and going through all of these things all these hormones alone I started to see people's actions very negatively um, and I started to see the relationships that I carried very negatively because they weren't good relationships they weren't good people they were doing bad things not you know that the partying was necessarily bad but they were just making horrible choices they were bad people, bad influences, bad for each other. And I tried really hard to make the ones close to me see that. And I, I know looking back at it now, I do feel like I pushed a little bit too much of my change onto them, wanting them to like get on the band bandwagon with me and just be like, come on, like, let's all get better. Let's all be sober. Let's all do these things like get really good jobs and like go up 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 and nobody really wanted to do that and that's okay you know I, I think now I've come to accept that a little bit more it still hurts that no one wanted to you know work with me and be a part of this journey with me but it's okay I'm like over that fact now <coughs> but so they kind of, to me, it felt like they were mad 
and they, you know, were saying like, oh, you just think you're better than us now because you're sober or you think you're better than us because you're, you're getting this job. And it's like, it really sucked that I was trying to make positive life changes for myself, for my future child. And they were taken negatively and they were taken like I thought they, those friends weren't worthy of me anymore, which is crazy for, for me to think about sometimes. And it still baffles me that some of those conversations that I had were like that. But it was more that mothering coming out of me that I wanted to help them. I wanted to help them be better because I was trying to be better because I wanted my daughter's life to be better. And when I realized that no one was going to make those changes, I had to cut them out. I had to leave kind of on shitty terms with a lot of people because I was making that change to end all those relationships, cut all those ties. And, you know, it was definitely for the better. Now, over the past two years, um, not having any of those people in contact with me anymore has been nice. Um, but it's hard when that's all you knew daily. Like, I'm not talking friendships where it was like we saw each other like once a week or every other week. We were with the same group of people every single day from sun up to sundown all the way around. Like, I was sitting on my patio watching the sunrise sometimes after being with people for the previous nine or ten hours. And... So cutting those ties was really traumatic and it was really hard. But again, it was necessary for me to do that, to make that 180 change that I wanted to make so badly. Now that I'm here and I've made that change and I have a good job and I have, scratch that, I have a career and a job. I have two jobs technically, but um, and I have my own place again, and I'm with my daughter, and I'm paying all these bills, I'm doing things alone, I am being as successful as I can be, which again, another topic for later of how hard it is to do those things alone, but I've realized that if I hadn't made those changes, I probably I probably would not have gone through with my pregnancy which is a really hard thing for me to think about sometimes but I do think about it a lot if I had let myself be persuaded or like if I had let myself think that that life was where I wanted to be rather than this life. And if I hadn't had the support of Janie telling me what a great mom that I would be, I think things would have turned out a lot differently. I think I would still be there. I think I would still be in Tennessee. I think I would still be 
maybe not with the same people, but still doing the same things, still letting an abusive relationship rule my life. I think I, I wouldn't be a mom. I know that. I know where I was in that stance and there's so much that I wish that I could like say right now about it because I'm talking about it but we will save some of that just because it's a lot and I am not in the mood to get that traumatic yet um <laughs> we'll get there this is a journey this is a personal journal almost of what it is like to be 27 in the world and I am <coughs> so grateful that I made the decision that I did. Life 180 is about realizing that you can be better and actively choosing to be better. And it's about all the shit that comes with that because it's come with a lot of shit and a lot of ups and downs. But I am very proud of myself and I'm proud of where I came from <coughs> to where I am now. I would love to know to the people who listen to this episode what your journey was like becoming a mom. Was it seamless? Was it planned? <laughs> what Were you prepared? I feel like I used to have a lot of regret about the way that I became pregnant and the way that I became a mom. But honestly, it's been so fun just trying to figure everything out as it goes. I mean, my relationship with my daughter is nothing that I expected it to be. Like, I truly thought being a mom, especially a mom to my children, you know, six, seven years ago when I was dreaming all of this up, I really thought it was gonna be so different. But it is hilarious. It's absolutely the best thing ever. And I wouldn't change a thing. I would probably <laughs> scratch that. If I could change anything, it would probably be the fact that I did certain drugs with certain people. That's <laughs> some memories, you know, you want to be able to like not have. And it sucks that I have some of the memories that I do, to be completely honest. Before I made the change into the kind of lifestyle that I live now, which is very 420 friendly almond mom. I don't even know. I, <laughs> we are a, a very interesting household here, I will say. But before I made those changes, like I said, I don't really regret anything, but there's certain memories that I wish that I didn't have. 
um, that I, or that I could replace with like another memory. Like I did this one time with this person and I did it again with another person. I wish that first one would just kind of like go away. Um, but I agree, like I said before, I think it has really shaped me into who I am. Um, and we'll kind of talk about some drug stuff in the next episode of Life 180. I'm going to have my friend Caitlin come on with me. And we're going to talk about some stuff kind of on the legality side of it, as well as some experiences and just some weird shit when it comes to that. Because I have been through some crazy crap when it comes to uh, drugs. And that's kind of the biggest thing that changed, I think, in my life. Uh, sorry, mom and dad, because they're not going to like to hear that. But it truly was kind of the biggest thing that changed in my life was um, being around and doing drugs and the people that I experienced my life with um, because of that. And now I no longer have any of those people in my life, basically. So it's kind of weird um, experiencing life the way I want to, which is like going to concerts and like comedy shows and sports games and like going to a brewery with other adults and like sitting with my daughter and having her run around like things that I didn't do before this change. Because before this change, I was driving around at 2am in the ghetto. <laughs> as my friends were on the phone trying to find their plugs. I mean, I'm so embarrassed sometimes when I think about it, but it's fine. You know what? It's fine. But thank you for listening as to why I named this Life 180. Again, it's because I made a complete 180 change in my life that I'm very proud of. And it's fun to look back at the things that I did do before and the things that I want to do now. And sometimes it's hard for people to make that change. And I want to be as relatable as possible to anyone who is in my situation or about to be or has been or anything like that. Just about kind of how you feel doing things and making changes and existing in this world, to be completely honest. But I'm glad you guys were here to listen. I appreciate it. Next week on Life 180, like I said, I will be talking with my good friend Caitlin about marijuana. Thanks for listening. Bye guys.